Waiheke, can you dig it? Kia ora, I'm Chris and I'm a keen veggie gardener, but I'm just a novice. So I've decided to talk to locals who have greener thumbs than me to see what I can learn about composting, raising seeds, sowing and getting a bumper crop of fruit and veg. Brought to you by Waiheke Radio, your community radio station. This is Can You Dig It? and welcome to episode 3 of Waiheke Can You Dig It? This week I've got a conversation with Penny Holmes, an enthusiastic home and community gardener. In fact Penny contributes a lot to our community beyond gardening as a teacher, a long-term organiser of the Ostend market and her involvement with Home Grow and Waiheke Trust. In my garden this week, the harvesting carries on. I was away for a few days and I came back to some huge courgettes and beans that have probably gone a day or two beyond their best. But I was also happy to see that a big black sunflower I've been waiting to open finally did that. A couple of weeks ago I mentioned that I was having some success with growing yellow ricotto chilies. Well, the plant that is fruited is now looking in very dire straits, so I'm desperately thinking about how to rescue that. Uh, luckily, I do have two other yellow ricottos that look in a bit better health. I've never really had a problem with ricottos before. In fact, I've found the opposite, that they're so vigorous that I've had to cut them back. And with the hot dry weather continuing and my water for the garden getting low, I'm planning on doing some mulching this weekend. But now let's hear from Penny Holmes. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you do too. Many of us like to garden in our own homes, but around the community there's lots of opportunity for people who who either don't have suitable property or perhaps, you know, are renting or or just kind of feel like they need to meet with some other people to find out more and we're lucky to have a number of community gardens around the island and one of the people who's really involved with those gardens in supporting community gardening is Penny Holmes, a member of the Home Grown Waiheke Trust and also involved with the Ostend Community Garden. Good morning Penny. Morning. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about how you started to get involved in in community gardening. Yep okay Um, well I've also helped run the Austin Market for the Community Child Care Centre and I stumbled upon the community garden in about 2013, I think, maybe, and um, was absolutely gobsmacked because here's this beautiful garden in the middle of Austin behind the vet and um, very close to the market and I was very curious and I had a very steep um, property where I live and have found it quite hard, you know, gardening in my own place. So I found out that you could have a plot there. So I started, started there. And um, that's how it all began, really. And then it's evolved hugely because I'm now on the um, trust. I joined the trust, um, I think it's about two, three years ago now. And um, so all the, all the food waste from the market goes to the community garden and all the food waste from Waiheke Community Childcare goes to the garden plus we have other share waste so 
from from gardening at the garden, I've actually got hugely involved in um, creating soil. That's my passion is composting. Yeah, so, and, yeah. And, we'll, and we'll talk more about that for yeah. sure. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, it's interesting just what you were saying about a plot, and you know, I suppose like many of us have grown up watching, you know, British TV shows where where Dad goes down to the allotment. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're so it sounds like it's almost yeah. that kind of setup. Yeah, yeah. We're the only community garden that have allotment systems. The other Surfdale and Blackpool don't have that system, but it works well where we are. We have about um, 12, about 12, I think it's about 12 spaces, yeah. And um, people find us through word of mouth or have been there for a while and um, pass on gardens. And then in return for having an allotment, you um, just have a commitment to pick for the grow stall, um, water the gardens, and we do a working bee once a month, so every second Sunday of the month. So, yeah. And is it is it mainly people like you who find their their home property to be a bit unworkable? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or maybe they're renting. You know, they don't have access to a garden. Yeah, uh, there's a few people like that now because there's a lot of people that have to keep moving. You know, so they they don't have their own gardens, which can be really hard. Yeah. So, do you have in the community garden? Do you have like an overall approach that it's agreed across all of the people with plots? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely a cold popper, which is always sometimes ever changing, but it's pretty set that you have that commitment to not just garden your own plot, but to work with the others helping on the grow. So we have grow beds at the top of the garden, which grows all the food for the grow stall at the market. And um, we harvest, you know, every Friday night. Um, they harvest at Surfdale Garden as well. So that's one of the commitments is to help care, care for those, yeah. So um, that's not just on the working bees, but also, you know, generally, <laughs> like... And there, there must have to be some shared philosophy around, you know, I don't know, say pests, um, yeah. insects. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. And I suppose even what you're going to grow because, you know, you could potentially have yeah. someone who grows something invasive that takes yeah, over yeah. the whole place. <laughs> well, we've had quite a lot of invasive weeds from um, um, just stuff that's been brought into a mulch garden. So we, we actually got couch grass growing at the moment, which um, I think is coming from mulching. Which you know, if you grab, um, you know, um, cut grass, you can have all sorts of things. <laughs> and then we've got kaikuya, but we we're tending to um, keep them down. You know, everybody has to weed their own patches. So, yeah, that's one of the commitments. Yes, yeah, don't let your weeds get too far out of your garden. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's been a while since I've I've taken a walk through, but the. Um, that that garden in Ostend, you know, has a, a number of kind of established fruit trees. Yeah. So you've got a mix of, of kind of shade and, and yep. sun. Yeah, um, yeah. There's you know there's certainly some shelter from wind because of the way it's tucked in there. Yeah. So what does it really lend itself to, that um, garden? Well, just I think it's just a place of deep nurturing and peace. You know, a lot of people, some people just come and sit in the garden because it's actually a beautiful space to be in. Yeah. Um, like the fruit trees, some of them are really old and we had to have one of our gardeners um, prune them. And we've got a huge crop of peaches and plums at the moment because of the weather, you know, the rain and <laughs> humidity and stuff. But that's the other thing, you've got to watch out for brown rot and all those sort of things that happen. But, um, I mean, generally, I think 
this garden is getting more and more like a bit of a permaculture type of garden. You know, it's got the other thing I think that's really important is variety. You know, having a variety of plants really nurtures the soil and keeps it thriving <laughs> and yeah. you know with your plot i mean I'm, what kind of size do you have and and so and what do you uh, grow in it it's probably about the size of this a little maybe the size of this big table what would that be well, so what, that's about oh that's maybe about a meter and a half by two and a half meters yeah maybe yeah. that um some of them are long and skinny you know like about three or four meters by one or two so they're all different shapes and sizes because it's all been created from other people you know ages ago yeah so you'll be wanting to you'll be with something that size you'll be planting in every every bit of that yeah yeah oh totally yeah my gardens um, my garden and my neighbor's garden is completely covered you know I mean I think again that having that variety um I know sometimes like yesterday I discovered this massive huge um squash you know that had <laughs> grown from a zucchini into the huge huge one and um yeah that was a bit of a shock I, I hadn't even seen it you know <laughs> it got bigger and bigger and bigger but um yeah I think just the soil life you know just thrives on having you know lots of cover like when you have just bare soil you've got lots of problems with um you know erosion and um, yeah, <laughs> and you know, recording this in, in January, what's what's happening in your plot at the moment? Um, everything's gone nuts because of the weather. We're, this is really unusual, like having so much rain and um, you know humidity and rain, and usually it's much drier. So um, yeah, it's all like the beans have gone crazy, and certain things are doing really well. But we've also got a bit of blight on the tomatoes because of the weather and um, I've got um, Jerusalem artichokes that have just come up everywhere so I'm, I'm not a very organised kind of gardener I'm um, you know I, I get lots of seedlings and I plant them and see what thrives and see what doesn't yeah working working in a small plot um, do you find that you know you'll and you've been doing it a number of years, so do you have a bit of a kind of a cycle that you that you work through fairly regularly from oh, year yeah, to year? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like winter to summer vegetables. Yeah, you know beetroot, and I mean it's good to plant things that are quick, quick growing and quick harvesting. Beetroot and radishes and um, rocket. You know I love herbs. You know those sort of salad things and lettuce and. Yeah, and then I probably, I'm not so into doing potatoes or, you know, the things that take lots of room, like kumara and potatoes. We do that in other plots around the garden, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna th- just thinking that the, um, <coughs> you know, the size of the, the plot must in some ways kind of dictate, you know, both what you can grow, but the, the methods of, of growing. You yeah. Know, like a lot of people are, are really strong, say, on, you know, on rotation of beds. Well, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can't do that, can you? No, no, I, I actually, um, I'm into, more into what's the strongest, you know, what's, like I've planted things, but what is thriving and what is strong and healthy. So, I mean, one of the fascinating things, I think, is um, you just, like plants want to be healthy and thrive, just like little children, you know, they want they want to grow. So, yeah, I, I work with that more than probably, you know, the thinking about rotation or thinking about, yeah. I mean, definitely there's seasonal crops that I plant, but... Um, 
I mean, Eddie, you know, he has lots of seasonal seedlings. So, and Shadi, they do the homegrown trust. They um, at WRT, they grow all the seedlings there. So we tend to buy from them and plant what's in season that way. Yeah. And you've taken your involvement in that community garden further, and mm. you know, you're kind of part of the Home Grower Waiheke Trust. So, what's the what's the cope up of that organisation? Um, well, there's the food charter. You know that was that we made. I don't know if you know about the food charter. So no, tell us about yeah. that. <laughs> so it's um, basically growing, well, making the island more food resilient. Um, We've got the situation if we didn't have ferries or didn't have communication with the mainland, you know, we have to look after ourselves. So making the island more kai resilient, you know, we've got, um, we've worked together with um, the marae, the marakai, and um, our, you know, there's lots of different groups that have worked together, like the um, food swap, the crop swap. And um, so it's just sort of working on, and Teresa's doing that wonderful one down in Kurora Road. So it's making the island more resilient in terms of kai, you know, growing our own, which um, we've all done here for years and years. But it's sort of making it, the food charter is an agreement between us all to cooperate and collaborate and, yeah. And you're also supporting, you know, a number of community gardens across the island? Yeah, yeah, well, just... Um, the Homegrown Trust supports Surfdale, Blackpool and um, Ostend but there are other groups that approach us and we give um, funding like um, Tanya Bat has done a beautiful one at the Waiheke Primary School so we gave her funding for that yeah so that's part of our kaupapa at the um, Homegrown Trust yeah and you, you're a teacher Penny so <coughs> yeah. I mean as as part of your involvement in the in, in these organisations and the community garden, is that also about kind of passing on knowledge? And oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, that's probably my biggest part of being at um, community childcare is doing the soil making and growing the food. And we provide lunches and morning teas, so we often use the food that we grow. Well, not all of it, but you know, we have things that the children can harvest and eat <laughs> so yeah that's a huge part of what I do yeah or what they they all do <laughs> so you you talked before about your passion being creation of, of soil mm. so what's tell us your secrets what's your oh, approach yeah. this is really um excites me um I suppose just after years and years of gardening and making huge amounts of mistakes you know that's the only way I've learned is just um, watching and making lots of mistakes and like I used to just chuck all my stuff in a big pile in the corner of my garden and just you know it could do whatever it could do or bury it in the soil but um, I've learnt like um, I went to some composting workshops at WRT and Claire Mummery was doing a beautiful one on Bakashi and that just completely changed my life you know the Bakashi system is a system of putting food waste in two buckets and it pickles um, the food and then you can put it in the soil and just cover it slightly and you can actually plant right on top and it just, the plants just absolutely thrive it's just miraculous I think it's an absolute miracle so yeah, so I mean that's another thing is waste you know I'm really, as I've got older I'm into (laughs) um, thinking about rubbish, thinking about waste thinking about soil and thinking about what we do you know 
on this planet. Like, there's just, yeah, it's a huge, huge thing. So I'm very involved in um, composting. We've got a composting hub at Ostend, and um, we just got two beautiful, huge bins from um, oh, compost. Sorry, I've just forgotten the name of it. <laughs> it's, they're part of the Compost Collective, but um, Carbon Cycle, yeah. So we've got brand new bins for Surfdale and Ostend, and that's changing our whole game again. So, so is that a rotary-style bin? <clears throat> no, it's, um, it's a bin that's completely rat-proof because that's the other problem with composters, pests and rats, and you know people don't like the smell and they don't like um, dealing with rotten stuff. So these carbon cycle bins have a complete pest-proof bottom and they've got slats, beautiful slats. They're beautifully built, and you can have two, and then you do the proper layering and... Um, you can turn one from the other. You know, there's a whole science behind it. Yossi, Yossi Ors, um helps me at Austin. He's an absolute um, gem composting. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, when you do it properly, like, the outcome is just so beautiful. Like, you, you know, you get beautiful, beautiful soil. Worms are just totally attracted to it. They'll find wherever you've put it, and they just keep working it until it's, um, you know, a product you put on your garden. And that has completely changed Austin Garden, I think. You know, it's having good soil is the key. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it seems, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a composter as well, but it seems one of the, the struggles of composting is actually gathering enough stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems like you've solved that, you know, drawing from the, the childcare centre and from the market. Yeah, you're obviously yeah. getting. Yeah. But do you get the balance of what you need? Um, it's always the struggle to find carbon, you know, the carbon aspect. You've got to have a lot of carbon. And um, we have some of our gardeners are part of, um, um, what do you call it, you know, when they do mulching and, yeah, I can't remember the, company but um Hayo he often gets mulch dropped off to us so we use that and um Arbor Brothers we've had Arbor Brothers drop off a huge load of mulch in the car park at Catherine Mitchell <laughs> then we barrow it in but um yeah so I'm always whenever I drive around Waiheke I'm looking for where you know people are mowing lawns or what mulch is there under trees there's a ton of it around Waiheke you know if you go under the bush you'll find all sorts of mulch that you can collect up. I've always got bags in the back of my car and <laughs> looking for mulch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, returning to your own garden, you said, you know, you got involved with community garden because of your steep site, but mm. obviously you do garden at home as well. Yeah. So what, what tips have you picked up, you know, through trial and error over the years for gardening on steep sites because so many of us on yeah. Waiheke have those kind of sites. Yeah, I, definitely perseverance. Yeah, and which <laughs> and way are you facing? You're facing... Oh, I face north. I'm yep. in Warmer Road. Yeah, so I face north. Um, I had just clay, you know, it was one of those sort of sites. So just building it up, I had old um, corrugated iron roofing. Just It's only like about, you know, that, that high. Huh? Yeah, about... About 40 centimetres. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I just made the raised up beds and then just start filling them, you know, just everything you can think of. You know, just it's definitely to do with mass, you know, creating that mass of life and maybe not um, disturbing it too much, like just 
keep mulching, keep mulching, keep mulching. <laughs> That's probably the biggest tip I'd have, yeah. And is your water at the top or the bottom? Um, the water's... I collect off um, part of my roof into barrels, so I've just got a siphoning system. It's not into my big water tank, but I have barrels and then a hose that just siphons and I just keep uh, dripping, you know, rather than watering leaves, because watering leaves you get all the other problems. So I just try and water the soil, you know, keep the soil moist and mulched really yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. and how and how do you go for water at the community garden well that's another problem but we do have um yeah we've got two little um cage tanks and then we've got the tank at the back of the um vet which is the overflow pretty much um and then we have barrels and we do water by um, watering cans which is very arduous <laughs> and I'd love to get a proper watering system in there um, like um, yeah I'm at drip lines you know proper drip lines or soak, soakage lines along the garden so yeah I mean I think watering is an issue you've got to sort out straight away <laughs> but that's what we've inherited so we just slowly work on you know getting it done properly um, with the, you know and I'll ask, and you know, because people will be wondering. But I mean, in that kind of community garden where you're working collaboratively, are there ever times where there's kind of conflicts around, you know, how often are we watering, or are we going to harvest, yeah, or yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, I love Jose. Jose's part of our garden, and we just had a thing recently of somebody who'd not. You know, they have a garden plot, but they're not actually actively doing it. And so you think, oh, are they going to come into a working bee? Are they going to contribute? But it's about feeling good, you know. It's about feeling happy and feeling good in what you do and happy where you are. So it's sort of like we, I think this particular person maybe was too busy. He had a schedule where he couldn't come at certain times, you know. So it's finding out. I mean, it's just working with people, you know. People come for different reasons, so I think some people have strengths and some, you know, it's working with people's strengths, basically, yeah. So there's always going to be conflict or different opinions on how to do things or, <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, they're probably just all experience of working in childcare has helped me, especially, you know. Like, there's always things going on in early childhood, as you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with the, you know, your your garden um, has those allocated plots, but as yeah. you say, some of the other gardens um, operate on a more kind of just, you know, one, kind of one space and uh, I suppose yeah. some coordination across there. So if there are people who, you know, are interested in gardening mm. and want to get a start and perhaps, you know, just don't know where, where to begin, I mean, where would you recommend that they go? Well, um, definitely get in touch with um, us at WRT and, and at Homegrown Trust. And, um, yeah, there's Kylie Matthews and myself and Livnay and, um, you know, just... Come, well, come along to WRT to the um, Friday morning lunches, I guess, and you know, there's people you could talk to, or at the home at the um, at the you know the grocery store at the market, so you can come along there and chat to the volunteer there. I mean, we're we're always looking for volunteers basically to um, help or come along, or you know, just as a social thing to come along. Some people have come to just do weeding or just to hang out and be with other people. So, yeah, 
um, yeah. everyone's most welcome to yeah, come. Yeah, and certainly, yeah. I mean, at, at least the Surfdale and Ostend Gardens, you know, are, are lovely spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Blackpool's, Blackpool's got a little way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, well, that was the thing of people not being there all the time. Like um, in Ostend, we've got people there all the time, basically all through the week coming and going. So a garden tends to thrive, you know, when you have lots of people involved. And Blackpool are just coming back on board the people there have been away overseas and they're back now, so they're just getting back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But nice. there's really good infrastructure there, mm. you know. To yeah. yeah, and I've heard rumours of people looking at a rocky bay oh, community great. garden. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I heard of another one in Surfdale that wanted to start. So yeah, there's always um, you know that support is there. People want the support. Yeah, come and come and contact Homegrown Trust, and we'll look at it and see what we can do. Yeah, mm, mm. yeah. And um, yeah, so I must. Uh, I, I liked your idea of just kind of like putting a whole lot of stuff in and yeah, and, and seeing what takes <laughs> off. So it's probably not the best way to garden, but um, it is, <laughs> it is, has actually worked for me, which is um, I'm a bit maybe I'm a bit loose as a goose, but um, maybe that's you know people garden as who they are. You know, that's another side of it. Which well, if it wasn't working for you, you wouldn't keep doing it. No, you? that's right. <laughs> well, I love it. I love, you know, the surprises. I love all the, um, I mean, I, I always have a huge amount of food to eat. And I think I feel so blessed. You know, there's a lot of people in the world that don't have fresh food or they've never had a chance to pick food and eat it straight out of the garden. The other thing, I'm part of a group of, um, we, we swim every morning, call ourselves the Mermitrons, but they're all really avid gardeners so um, Nettie and Alison and Dorothy and I've learnt so much from them you know I pay tribute to those ladies so <laughs> and Mel yeah yeah there's a lot of a lot of knowledge around the island oh that's for totally sure. yeah, yeah. yeah 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 I've been speaking to Penny Holmes from the Homegrown Waiheke Trust and from the Austin Community Garden it's been really nice to have you in here Penny yeah thank you yeah it's happy great harvesting work. thank you for doing this podcast it's brilliant yeah oh. thank you Thanks for listening everybody, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. A couple of quick things before I go, we're busy working on getting Waiheke Radio podcasts onto platforms like Apple, Google Podcasts and Spotify, so very soon you'll be able to subscribe to this podcast which will make it much easier to keep up with new episodes. And speaking of new episodes, look out next week for the return of Eddie from Starter Plants who will share some tips for February planting. You've been listening to Waiheke, Can You Dig It? Tips and info for the home gardener on Waiheke Island. Brought to you by Waiheke Radio. Waiheke Radio.